Welcome to Lord John Lander, the Outlander podcast for Lord John fans, where we talk all things Outlander, but especially about Jamie and his Sassanac. And sometimes we talk about Claire, too. We can't promise you much, but for the next half hour-ish, we can promise chaos and to make you question whatever life choices led you to listen to us. Before we get into it, this is your one and only warning that show and book spoilers are lurking around every corner. We're even going to spoil crap that never happened. Hello, welcome back to Lord John Lander. This is part two of our episode five Rent rewatch commentary. My name is Mistress Pandora. You can call me Pan. It's kind of a mouthful. And with me are... Uh, this is Beth, uh, otherwise known as Jay Sweepray. And our special guest host. Hi, I'm Ness, and I'm Geek of the Pink on AO3 and Geek in the Fuchsia Hair. Have fun spelling that on Tumblr. <laughs> it is so hard to spell. Every time. <laughs> it's all one, one word spelled correctly. You just gotta Google it. If we'll you follow sure us on Tumblr, she's tagged. You. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. If you follow us on Tumblr, she's tagged. Um, so we really had a fun, fun-filled, tiny little half hour on that last <laughs> so one. So small. What are you talking about? It was so, so short. Small. It was like 29 and a half minutes for our sitting there. <laughs> it wasn't over an hour at all. So here's where where did we leave off? Oh my god. We we were going on rant after rant after mm-hmm. glorious rant about Dual. Yeah, do well bodily autonomy. It kind of mm-hmm. and then it stretched back into um as it should have ended with the man himself, Dougal. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and it was these- we were we were really launched off to that from just discussing the first night in the tavern <laughs> pub where Dougal it's the first time Dougal rips Jamie's shirt to show the scars. So that's kind I- of where we I might have to look up where that is in the episode because I'm so curious about how far like we got 20 through. minutes in? Like 20 minutes in? Is it tw- I was going to say it's Maybe. not that far. <laughs> not far. <laughs> but there is, uh, I mean, the first part of that episode is jam-packed, so. <laughs> so I went and poured myself a pint for this. Nice. Um, nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say what it is because we're not sponsored. <laughs> wait, wait for that money, honey. <laughs> okay, you your ad here. <laughs> oh boy, just don't expect us to produce any quality content. Yeah, is, no, we're not just, anything. Yes, no, what you get? Ab- yeah, that dove. <laughs> what you see is on what it says on the tin. So, Ness, you were saying something about. Dougal and Jamie and kind of the parallel of their lives. And I mm-hmm. think you were trying. I I heard I heard Beth like gasp because you yes, were alluding to Willie. Yes, because to say something. <laughs> and I feel it, like it that's what it even, was. It wasn't, wasn't that? even that I wanted to say something. It was that I had never, ever thought of that before. Not and either. I was like having a moment. <laughs> what right. was funny was that I, I have thought of it before. I don't probably during one of my probably about, I imagine, probably two years ago when I was doing my, uh, like, three rewatches in a row. Um, but I hadn't thought of it until we started, until Pan went, and I probably, because I t- we talked about it years ago, Pan, about the bodily autonomy and that, uh, yeah. it always makes me think of Dougal and his son, which that story, like, that little tidbit just makes me crazy. <sighs> so like, and you know what's... Watching your son grow up 
pretending he's your nephew. I just how 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 did, he's oh. obviously psycho because he has to deal with that shit. <laughs> like pretending well, he's it, not your son. Doesn't love his wife. I just I can't help but feel. I mean, he shouldn't be beating people, but I'm or not not. Oh, he doesn't know. Sorry, he doesn't. I'm thinking he's doing the lashes at first. Jesus, calm down. Um, I haven't had any booze. Um, shouldn't be exposing and degrading Jamie, but um, he's got some serious issues that that I just think. Yeah, it just it's interesting to dive into when you think about his bad behavior. It's so funny because I have always said that you know Jamie ended up being a lot more like Colum than Dougal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, but, I this argument, and I yeah, it's like Turkey Road. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, you know, now I see too where. Um, there are a lot of ways that he became, uh, like Dougal too, and not even the most obvious mm-hmm. ones. Like, I mean, of course, like he becomes like a warrior, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. but the whole son thing is kind of tripping me out. A it was bit. what's funny yeah. that I, that when you, it's when you started to freak out that I didn't realize that that, that I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, I didn't always think I put that together until that moment. And, mm-hmm. uh. Because I think, yeah, because I think the first thing was the second son thing. And I think when you're in that century and you're the sons of Lairds and you have this incredible responsibility put on your shoulders and Jamie's brother died young yep. um, and he suddenly um, had this much more responsibility than I probably was, um, that was expected of him originally. Um, uh, which is a similar thing to do with Colin's uh, condition. I, oh yeah, I kind of thought that was... More obvious, but it's interesting because I think Jamie chooses to be more like Colm. He yeah. wants to be more like Colm, but he slips into dual. And then obviously, yeah, it's just like things in their lives are parallel. Yeah. You know, I think he actually, I think Jamie kind of ages into Colm a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure, yeah. He's very, because he's very, very much like Dougal through, yeah, like- through, the, through the first like half really of of the series you know he's he's a very dougal-esque kind of leader he's and i think he like he's a captain and in a way a of, yeah i, I think but it's then, it's i feel like it's not quite i can't remember i've been in such a long time since i've read book one but i can't remember if it's that if it's explored that much in the book but i think it's mostly in his action that you see his like undying kind of loyalty to Dougal. and i always wondered like is that because his um, father died in this like traumatic way, and he kind of maybe clung to him when he um because well, because he was a staple in his life since he was like a teenager. So right, well, so Dougal's the person who who really taught him how to fight, how to be a soldier, how to exactly. lead men into battle, kind of thing. So we see that in season five and one of the middle books, but I get them all mixed up. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> where he forgot about that he's, scene. He's praying oh. to Dougal. He is. Oh my god! And that oh more elements, right? Have a moment. It, have the. Go ahead, soak it in. This is what we do. Like that could have. I think that made me cry. Like I was so like, even though I'm like, he's not like he did such like it's one of those things where it's like he did such shitty things, but like that moment of like the respecter is so like moving. Well, and I was glad to hear that he had made his peace. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Like the. Oh, I feel like I'm bees. Spoiler. Um. 
I think we learn in Go Tell the Beast That I'm Gone that Jamie does not process jack freaking shit. <laughs> he holds on to all of this his whole life. But I think that was the one, Dougal was the one point that he actually did process and move on in a fairly I think healthy he understood way. it in some way. Like he understood, maybe it's because of the similarities, maybe it's because, maybe I feel like maybe it's like an intellectual thing that he could figure out. Yeah, he could, he could brain his way through that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know what I just thought of too um, is the way that Dougal reacts when he finds out that his wife dies. Oh yeah! Oh my God. Um, and Crazy. he just just has like this huge, you know, fit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, Jamie also has a very dramatic reaction to losing Claire. Um, Hey, there we go. You know, he just yeah, he does. doesn't want to live anymore mm-hmm. and he doesn't see the point in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, there's an argument for like, that's how much he loved her. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's ne- that reacting to someone's death in that way is necessarily a measure of no, love. God, no. Because, I, I, and I'm not saying he didn't love her. I'm just saying that... It's, it's just a, it's as valid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just as valid to like have a reaction that you decide that for their sake you're gonna, you know, keep on living, right? So yeah, that, that's just as much validity as the other. So it's it's interesting to see that he kind of had that even more extreme reaction. Yeah, that's, that scene is one. That's another one of those scenes that like it's kind of like with the um, in Castle Yak with his son, that son. Um, that makes me cr- like crazy. I'm just like, cause why yeah. does he do it so publicly? Why? He, obviously he's very drunk. Um, the whole thing is he's cheating on his, obviously cheated on his wife for years. He's like, says that he's in love with Galus like five minutes later. And yet he has this, like such a dramatic reaction. And then he's like saying these things about how he treated her so badly. The, the guilt he feels is so encompassing. Yeah. And like, I think that's I, a huge part of it. Oh, massive. And I think that maybe sets him apart from people like, especially Heather, but I don't know why I have to point this out, but I'll say it anyway. Why? Like, that's an obvious reason why um, he, that sets him apart from people like Blackjack Randall, Stephen Bonnet, etc. Because they, yeah. they do not feel guilt about the people that they've, they've yeah. hurt. But that scene makes, I, yeah, I'm like, that's such an, that's like, it's such a genius character moment that I, I don't know if I'll ever figure it out because it's just... It's it's such a wild. I mean, not that he's he's kind of a showman and stuff, but I just think it's a wild thing to happen so publicly for him and the things that he says. And it's so good because he's so calculating. So otherwise, yeah. Another thing, it's like he's very he's very calculating. He is he's he's. I don't want to say smarter than that because I mean emotions don't have to be logical, mm-hmm. and that was clearly all emotion, but. Or was it? Because I'm like, is there an argument? Or did I see one or am I making this up? I can't remember. Is there an argument for he did this as a manipulation tactic? Um, I don't think so. Which I don't, yeah, I'm not quite sure about that either. I'm not sure about the motive motive and stuff behind that. Yeah. Um, This has turned into the Dougal special. (laughs) I know. Well, let's talk about (laughs) Ned and Claire a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, go back to them because, um, you know, once 
Claire makes it through that one night at the first night at the tavern, she immediately starts kind of um, trying to get information out of Ned. And, uh, you know, she, we talked about this before, how she has really bad judgment of, of character (laughs) because she, I really think she believes that Ned is going to be on her side. Yes. That's what I think is so interesting. Yeah. When she starts to like shit talk Dougal and what he's doing and Ned's just like, you know, and again, like I said earlier, he's very, at first Ned is like kind of amused, like, oh, how cute, you know, like, um, English lady. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so she, she kind of sees them on equal footing, Mm -hmm. um, which gives her where, which she drops her guard again, which you know, becomes trouble again later in the episode, later in the episode. Uh Um, And, you know, so after that moment, you know, Claire's just, she's still just like burning up with rage about everything and getting angrier and angrier. Yeah, and possibly Um, even burning bridges. If if Ned isn't such like a uh, easygoing kind of dude. I know. (laughs) And of course we know that she's... Yeah, I mean, and she's going to need him later. <laughs> right. Oh, and, and 20 years later, 25 years later, even. <laughs> can, we, yeah. can we pause and can talk we, about that for yeah, a second? I was trying we, to find a place okay. for it. Okay, so Ned, as 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 we pointed out last last time, um, pansexual icon, he's... Twitch or anything twice. It's the, it's older, <laughs> older, yes. Older than he looks. Okay. Do they just give a description in the book about how old he might seem? I don't know, but he's still know. alive. Like, he doesn't... Ned is clearly immortal. <laughs> um, it's, you, obviously, when, in season we, three, when you see him again, you're like, are you kidding me? How are, <laughs> that it's oh this God. guy. <laughs> so, we were joking around last time about how Ned and Uncle Lamb would be so cute together, but oh, yeah. Ned's clearly not dead. He he clearly is immortal. I would say he's a vampire, except we see him outside in the daylight. He's not, like, sparkly or anything like that. God, no sparkles, maybe he's got a daylight ring. Who knows? Right. <laughs> I know, um, there's times, like, in the later, not, like, in Bees, where I'm, like, just... Just call Ned. that Gowan to just show, <laughs> just show up. Just drop off. <laughs> drop my. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. It doesn't look a day over 40, and everyone is so surprised. Flash Ned, you look He's so good. He's the only actor they never age in the show. He just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So, yeah. I, I'm going to go with our, our, our new ship of Ned slash Uncle Lamb is completely plausible because. He's still he's still alive. Like it's 2022. He's still alive somewhere today. Yeah, there you go. Can't come Let me ask another question: Is Ned a time traveler? Because, because my my gut, I I never thought of Ned the, the Ned vampire theory, but I have <laughs> thought: Is Ned a time traveler? Well, it seems to be a thing that just pops up, huh? Like, oh, you're a traveler. You're a traveler. Blah, 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 blah. He it does feels randomly. Like he would fit in. He feels like he would fit in with Master Raymond too. You know, oh, yeah, his, he didn't say when he got his education from the University of Edinburgh. True. He didn't say when. Yeah. Mm. Well, and we know that we know that um, unless you're very 
we know this from what's it called the wind of all hollows or is that the one or i can't remember which novella it is but we know that like you have to be a very powerful time traveler to go into the future beyond oh right yeah like your natural yeah. timeline mm-hmm. but um but that doesn't mean that hasn't been bouncing around or, or that he i mean he could be from the future for all we know yeah. because he comes he um says that he was looking for adventure well true what, what oh, bigger adventure oh. than going it's into the past travel. and you know he could have just been he could have been like the rev you know just yeah. really interested in scottish history and like you know i'm gonna go back I gotta go live it mm-hmm. and i mean even mm. the fact that he um as a man and of his station and things like that educated um and obviously when claire loses it he has his judgments about her and stuff but the fact that he even makes makes like some sort of um friends with her at the beginning and a little bit through the uh the first like half of the episode is mm-hmm. um uh like an uh, like an uh, i feel like an unlikely quality of a man um from that century like obviously he's my little more mild manner da, 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 da. and i think that the audience accepts it because he's like an older gentleman and like oh an older gentleman mm-hmm. talking to a younger woman it's just very like um docile and um platonic i guess like immediately yeah, but I, th- I but I can't help but find that it's strange that he even makes that connection with her, um, based on the time period and stuff like that. So maybe he ain't from that time period. Hmm. I mean, travelers do seem to gravitate towards each other without even meaning to. Yeah, there you go. Like we see that with. Oh, I mean, Kayla completely means to because she's a dog of the bone. <laughs> she's falling <laughs> around. <laughs> she's she knows. Trying to on those people. Right. <laughs> Tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see it in the later books and the later seasons as well with the with um Donner, the other time traveler from North yes. Carolina. So we we see it with him. We see like they just t- they tend to gravitate towards each other in kind of strange ways without meaning to. And I mean we could just argue that that's just that's just good storytelling or it's plot convenience or whatever. But if we pretend like it's real just for five seconds, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting, like there is a certain gravity between mm-hmm. time travelers. So it's not surprising that Ned and Claire would inexplicably have a soft spot for each other. It'd be nice to have some consistency with time traveling in general. So let's, let's, uh, I'm not, I'm going for that. Sure. Ow. Ow. That hurts. Love head. it. Uh... <laughs> or maybe, Maybe he recognizes her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's another Damn, thing. Now I want to write that. <laughs> there we go. Oh, oh, my poor whip folder. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another thing too, not to get off totally get off the topic of the time traveler, but we have to remember that um, Ned himself is an outsider. He's a lowlander. True. So, right, yeah. so not only is his kind of advice to Claire like just good advice, but he has had to learn this too, right? Mm-hmm. Like he has had to learn where his place is in the hierarchy as as being coming in as an outsider. And he has had to 
he's so well respected um, amongst the clan. Um, and he's held his know, position for so long since <laughs> since Colum's no yeah. Colum's father, Colum's grandfather. I can't remember. It, his father, Jacob. Yeah, yeah Red, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Red Jacob. Um, you know, Claire could learn a thing or two from Ned. Oh, absolutely. Like, he figured that stuff Only out. Respect like, for authority. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, he's become sort of accepted by them for the most part. But I do also think, though, when push comes to shove, that. You know, he he knows where he has to um, it, he has to be very clear about his loyalties, which is probably why he like completely snitches on Claire when she tries to convince him that, you know, Scotland will never be able to win against the, the English. Right. Oh, uh, so that part was I remember this very distinctly from the first time I watched the season. There is a point in every book in every season where Claire pisses me off so much. I could just <laughs> I could just go for hours and I'm not going to I swear. I swear I'm not going to. But this whole immediately trying to dissuade them from the rebellion mm-hmm. from the rising okay i get it i i get i get it she thinks she's trying to save their lives but what she is communicating to them is your cause is not worthy because you will fail yes yes yeah it's like yes. because it's, because it's odd because it's a because it's long odds it's not worthy and which that goes is, against everything that they're raised to like everything be. absolutely like all everything. their core values and maybe it's just because i'm i'm too much of an ungrateful colonial to think any other way but it it is literally what she's telling them is because you guys are going to die because it's dangerous because the odds are not in your favor it's not worthy you should quit and that's all Uh they're hearing is not only does she not understand why this is important to us Uh she doesn't understand that sometimes it's not about the winning it's about the rebellion Uh Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. Boom. That's that's and the thing. Well, I think she just, me off like, about Claire. <laughs> well, I think too, and it's it just goes against like, oh, you guys, yeah, your armies are not big enough. Da, 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 like you're not strong enough. Like, don't tell a Highland, a Scottish Highlander, they're not strong enough. They're gonna Seriously? forget running there twice as fast. This is the dumbest. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> not gonna make it better. <laughs> like, that's Man. all Dougal hears when she's saying that to him. Is you're not strong enough, Dougal. That's like diving right into his childhood trauma. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> That's just going to make him rip Jamie's shirt more. That's going to make him get more angry. That's going to, it's just not more. Oh God. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said punch the trees because we, I kind of accidentally led us to skip ahead a little bit because finally Claire has this moment in the, in one of the taverns after like Mm -hmm. a couple weeks of travel, Mm -hmm. um, where I don't know, maybe she's actually listening for once instead of just like stewing. Um, and she recognizes um, that they're saying "Long live the Stuart," um, and and like it's just like the you know the light bulb comes on, and then suddenly she has this flash back Backward. forward, flashback forward. Uh, 
<laughs> where she remembers, you know, once Frank again. talking about the rising. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, sitting around with the Rev buried in my cozy on not his honeymoon. Doing <laughs> all, all, cozy. Talking history, all cozy. Talking his dream books. And she's like, she's in that really, she's in that really like sexy sweater. And was she wearing pants or skirt? I don't remember. Skirt, I, I, was, I think. I was looking at the sweater. But she's very like, <laughs> what I love, because now that I've listened to episode one of you guys talking about this, when I was watching that episode, or when I was watching that scene, she's like very coy and very cute and she had a flirty little smile. She yeah, had this really flirty moment of like, oh, um, he teases her that um, she doesn't know something about the Jacobite Rebellion and she um, shows off. Shows off. She just says the mm-hmm. uh, or the origin of Jacobite Mark comes from and King James and all the things that she knows about it. And then she gives him a little kiss in front of the Rev, claiming her uh, man at, or trying to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, trying to um, cozy again. It's just so like she's so horny, and it's just that uh, reading books to so doing his job, which is to history. <laughs> you know. To be fair, Frank's horny too. Just not for her. Just not for her. Yeah. She's trying real hard. I mean, I think when she she you know goes into her little uh, thing about the the word Jacobite, I think you know that does get his attention briefly. Oh yeah, he's um, intrigued. Yeah, nothing but, is. You know what? Latin is the sexiest language. <laughs> <laughs> to Frank, probably that's not when she speaks it. Um, but oh, and. I got to backtrack again because we didn't, before Claire has this moment um, of, you know, realizing what's going on, Angus, we have to talk about Angus here because um, she's, she is at like the freaking peak of her peak. (laughs) 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 And, you know, she's just, oh my God, I wanted to jump through the TV at her Mm -hmm. because she is just like, she's being beyond nasty and rude at this point where I don't, I'm not going to take food from thieves and I don't want to sit with thieves. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, girl, calm the fuck. What what are you doing? This is my thing. Calm your tits, lady. It's okay. And this is my thing. So, and I don't know if it's because of 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 personal things, but so when I watched that part, the scene right before, obviously, they show the watch coming to um, the house, and they're burning the house, and they're taking the things, and they've already, what's already happened in the episode is that the, the baby's teething and won't breastfeed, so needs the goat's mm-hmm. milk, and do they take the goat, and so I'm feeling maybe a little child-sensitive at this point. Um, and then Dougal even go, which I totally forgot about until I watched it this time, Dougal goes up and collects his... Um, collects his cut. Yeah, it's cut, whatever those words mm-hmm. are, pheasants or something. But, um, and I'm like, <gasps> scandal. Um, uh, was not happy with him in that moment. Um, obviously, this is the way of life. No judgment is absolutely valid. But I don't think her opinion of what happened, of the practice, is wrong. I think it's, in turn, I'm, I'm making the same judgment myself. I'm like, that's callous, that's cruel. Um, it right. seems like- slightly, um, Dougal, I thought you were about protecting the people. You ain't protecting this, these people. Like, conflicted definitely about it. 
But don't, why are you saying it out loud to this because, little freaking um, honey badger? Like, I don't. Honey right. badger, don't care. <laughs> why are you, why? Yeah. Like, you can absolutely. have your judges. You can have your judges, we all do. Don't spout them to the honey badgers, to the Highlanders. Be- don't do it. Because all the Highlanders here is English lady likes English better. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I they am. hear. Is, excuse me. All they hear is. I know a way to do it better. I know, I know better than you, and I don't, I don't approve of your way of life. I don't approve of your system of doing things. And what they're hearing is, blah blah blah. I don't like Highlanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're hearing her convince. She's just convincing them that she's untrustworthy and that she's an enemy, and that she sides with these uh, British soldiers who have come in and wrecked their way of life, trying to wreck their way of life, have destroyed yep. and killed. Who they see as their oppressors, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, I have so the Angus thing. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, there's a thing. So this is Angus is telling some some dirty story that is 100 percent made up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 100%. And everybody knows it. That's that's my favorite part. <laughs> and they're all just like going along with it. At least when Dougal was doing it, he was telling a joke. Well, and they were entertained, and they thought it was possible. I think Murta's like, uh, we like, at the end, he's like, this did not happen, dude. <laughs> this, none of this happened. The thought I had was, it's kind of interesting. This is apropos of nothing. It's kind of interesting that Jamie is one of the few men that you don't see telling these lewd jokes, these lewd stories. Mm-hmm. He's not engaging in that kind of, that conversation. Mm-hmm. Other than being a participant, yeah, or like well, a like a listener, yeah. like he's yeah, he's listening. He's kind of passive. He's not like mm-hmm. he's yeah. not he's not putting in his two cents or anything like that, mm-hmm. or entertaining himself. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. But, okay. It made me think of it made me think of Pierre. <laughs> but you know, well, yeah, it's it, funny it because he has a story that he doesn't want to tell. He can't, right? Tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm considering his his only real experience at that point has been with Pierre. Yep, exactly. 100%. And so maybe he knows more than, and more, and, and maybe can even spot the lies that people like Angus and Rupert tell, <laughs> but could never out himself as somebody with knowledge because of the, Because of how he acquired that how knowledge. How he acquired it, yeah. Mm-hmm. As his face, his face through that whole thing was, I am so pretending to be entertained right now, but that's not how <laughs> any of this works. <laughs> that's not how dicks work. No. <laughs> well, but also, you know, this is the first episode where we see Pearl clutching Jamie. Mm. Uh, So, so, you know, um, his, okay. I think he's kind of cute when he gets all like pearl clutching. Let's let's pause and work on, let's get there. Let's get there. Okay. Just find it. Okay. It's so unbelievable, but please go on. (laughs) So let's, let's work ourselves there. Um, so this is, we're jumping ahead kind of a lot, like it's not a long, long time in the episode, but it's a lot of, plot that happens so they have come across the the crucified men Mm, who had been killed by soldiers and left on the hill that they bury and everyone is very upset understandably Mm -hmm. Um, back to sympathizing with the highlanders and stuff and the back and forth of this this right we we bring this back around to that um and they're staying at they're staying at a tavern in public house whatever 
And Claire is one of the few people who actually has a room and she is sleeping obviously by herself because she's a lady and that is, they don't mix. That is proper and safer for her. Mm -hmm. So she hears thumping outside of her door. Of course, we also hear the men in the tap room are yelling and shouting and carrying on and it just does not sound like a safe environment like it sounds so freaking stressful it sounds so stressful there's no sleep happening but she hears some thumping right right outside of her door and she opens the door to brain whatever is out there with a candlestick (laughs) (laughs) but instead steps off locking instead of locking the door and barricading it or something (laughs) let's just go it towards the stupid um, but as she goes towards the stupid, what she finds is Jamie. I didn't plan that. Uh, with her friend. <laughs> <laughs> with both feet. She tries to stop the stupid out or something. I don't know. <laughs> Steps on him, nearly breaks a, breaks a rib or something. Something. And- and we don't he, know. It's I'm, I'm sad that we don't know exactly where she steps on him. I don't think they quite. It's too dark from what I can remember. You know, we we said something in our first episode, I think it was about Jamie's <laughs> Jamie's kink for was it scary, angry, sweary ladies? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. And was this a step on me, mommy kind of moment? Oh, was that another is he trying to uh, himself so, she, so that she'll um rip off the clothes that she's you stepped on me, bandaged me up with your dress. <laughs> Which now she's wearing this big wool dress. Um yeah. lots of problem. layers. She's gonna get injured a lot. <laughs> Well, in, what, what, what was the thumping, anyways? Like, why was he thumping? I, he, I assumed he was like shuffling, and or because he said he couldn't get comfortable. But like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. I mean, oh Jesus! Now my mind's going there. Uh-oh. Was it rhythmic? Was it rhythmic? Uh oh. Oh God! He's, he's only got thoughts of Pierre to keep warm, warm at night there so far. So yeah, there, there it is. There it is. So he says, so he, he, she steps on him and he climbs to his feet and says, I, I was trying to protect you. But this, I think this brings us to our, our Jamie Fraser erection scale moment. Yes. Yes. Love it. Yes. So um, Beth, Beth, can you explain to Ness how we do this? Well, I, I use my, I'm going to use my spreadsheet. To those who, <laughs> yeah. So, who don't know. so Pan has like a rubric. Right, and I just go with my gut, and you know Mm -hmm. I have to. Oh God! Of course she does it analytically. I should have known. So, (laughs) I I would like I actually would like to do a bit of a correction, um, from our episode on one o our episode on Outlander episode one o four because I think I think I I went a little too high with my um with my uh what I, I think I gave it like a four and it you did. And I think you gave it like a two and a half. And, you know, I have to admit, I think I was a little too hard. That was a little too high. That was a little too high. So I'm just going to say that. So we're going to course correct. That's it hard. <laughs> that being said, wait, do I go first? Yeah. Cause yeah, remember then, I have, right. I have a whole thing. I have a gut so, feeling too. Yeah. So on a scale okay. of one, oh on a scale of one to five penises, how would we rate this implied Jamie Fraser boner? So when she steps on him. I, I want to say that we're going to include both her stepping on him and her inviting in the him into yeah. the room. Okay, in that changes scale. things. So I'm going to go with a five. 
Like Ooh. he's especially because of the, he was thumping and <laughs> she she steps on him and I don't know, Real you know, he, you know, and then she is like come sleep in the room. Mm-hmm. Um the candlelight, her you know, her boobs are looking good. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going with a five. Wow. Should I go next? Yeah, next. Yeah. What, do you, okay. what do you think? So I had the one op- five penises. <laughs> yeah. So I had the opposite reaction because I felt like this the once yeah something I said in the first part of this um uh first part of this podcast episode was um Jamie's so back and forth with her in a way that I feel like I haven't seen since um episode one when he first meets her and is unsure about her and then I probably throughout the rest of the series that I can kind of generally remember um but he kind of, he seems to be hot and cold with her and so there is really only even potential erection moments are so few and far between that I'm like, my god, he's not even like, like when he's I mean, I'm sure when he's pissed at her, he still wants to do her, but, so it's the um one and only possibly time that I remember generally that he's kind of hot, so hot and cold with her since episode one where he first meets her and kind of um, is unsure if uh, she's a spy at all um, and so I feel like the potential for erections is just so little compared to um other episodes um and he just seems to even dislike her sometimes which is just wild when you think about the series as a whole um so um this and because of his pearl clutching i can't uh you know his that his reaction to that moment which obviously is very you can say it's in character there's lots of arguments that make sense for it i think it's all the way down to a one Ooh. Ooh. And the key's like, go- and then even like he's at the fire, he's punched the tree, he's like, go away. Like, he's just like, not that in the room. He's having episode. a bad time. He's having a yeah. really bad time. This he's time. like, you're I not like- making my life easy, Claire. I, don't know how I would like yet. to point out, though, that you said there's not a lot of opportunity for for Jamie Fraser boners. We're three smut writers. Can I just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anyone can come up with it. it. It's just not, it didn't happen in this episode. See, I don't think he's hot and cold with her. Um, And I think that he is, I I think at this point, he is, he's been wanting to to bang her for weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And now he's on this trip with her. And as she does mention, like, they've, they're all kind of sleeping. Yeah. yeah, You know. Um, opportunity. he's frustrated with her because she, she can't seem to get out of her own way. Oh, for sure. Um, but he's got to try to balance. He's first of all, he's got his own shit going on, <laughs> but so he also good. has to balance his desire to protect her with, um, not looking like he's just, you know, completely well, that's, a, that's a and I do think it's totally justified in that sense too, but, but it's interesting yeah. to see him and we can, hopefully we'll talk about this, um, after because uh we had we have to circle back to it is it's so interesting to see him let somebody step up and try to protect her um mm-hmm. when in an instance where he, she's kind of being verbally and physically assaulted like he like later in later seasons jamie fraser would not let anybody else get there before he did so yeah, yeah i think he's just got his own shit going on and i think he's also oh, fed up like with her a little you know and trying to distance himself because he I think he's like very sexually frustrated oh. at this point. <laughs> See, that's a good point. That's See? an ex- you know? point. Absolutely. So, because, yeah, of course. So, so that's <laughs> either a one or a right, so, 
Yeah. Either way. So Pam, what did you come up with? So, okay. <laughs> so in my, my five axis scale here. So the timing on this one is not so great because there's just a lot of, there's a lot of not nice things going on. Um, I would say that the hotness on this one was a little bit better, be- actually pretty decent because of the, you know, the BDSM angle of step on me, mommy. She um, <laughs> yeah, did it's actually best. step on him. So I give him, I give him higher marks for stamina and the comedic value is just a not amazing. Mm-hmm. So this actually came out to be a three and a half for me. Three oh, and a half. Years Look at that. All over the scale. I love it. Right in the middle. <laughs> I am so bringing back that Mommy Claire thing. I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so appropriate. Oh God. But yeah, so Pearl Clutching Jamie, um, you know, what do you... <laughs> His face, though. Reputation. <laughs> His face was adorable. So like, like, you can't wait like, in the eye. Can't. Like he's, he's wrapped up in his plane, right? It's actually really kind of sleepy and adorable. And then, and he actually like pulls away, like. Yeah. <laughs> Is he even like at the threshold of the door? Like he won't even step inside the room. Yeah, like, like that's somehow gonna make some huge difference. It's make five it centimeters. Like, oh God, it's okay. So, well, and I think she's also oh, putting good. words to what he is wishing would hap- would be able to happen. Right. So he's like doubly like, 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 is she reading my mind? Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, but, oh. but Jamie has these the moments throughout where he, throughout the whole series where he's such a adorable prude, prude. Yeah. like adore, he's, it, but it's so cute. <laughs> and it's well, like, and why is even, it cute? <laughs> well, and then even maybe just because then it's, she's always like, oh, let me, you know, tail, let me uh, educate you about this and take it to the dark side. And then he's like, the dirtiest. Yeah, he like the for dark it. side. He just needs some education. Yeah. Well, he says, like, I think it's in maybe Echo. Um, he says, like, she's like, oh, yeah, like, if you, she's teasing him, like, yeah, if you really were a virgin when we got married. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. you don't, he's like, you don't believe me. He's like, all I had was my imagination. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so. Well, it's funny. It is, oh. She's expressing the thing that I felt immediately watching the show was, yeah, friggin' right, he's a virgin. I never, I have such a hard time believing that. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because Sam was 34 when this episode, or when this episode, when, this, when the series started shooting and things like that, compared to a very different 23. But even 23, like, I just... Uh, I just find it a little suspect, but it's, we know about so, Pierre, so. We know about Pierre. So, okay, so this is kind of making me think, and I'm going to, we'll see if we can make this make sense. Who cares? Anyway, um, so the he does kind of oscillate across the series between the pearl-clutching kind of adorable prude and actually the being, judgy, yeah. The, yeah. But also yeah. being kind of, like, for the time period, actually mm-hmm. being kind of sex positive oh yeah oh yeah okay yeah. Just, so like he goes between the two so it's like sometimes he remembers oh wait i'm bi i'm not supposed to be talking about this so much like he feels like, <laughs> it's like he's trying to, he's trying to rein himself in do I other men there. not talk about the foreskin of I, I'm like <laughs> is this, is this, are, people, are people getting suspicious <laughs> oh my god he's the best I'm just saying, how do you know? 
How do you, how you know, do you know what know? a direct circumcised penis looks like? Don't tell me the army is your excuse. Don't do it. I don't believe you. No. That's close oh up. That's God. close up knowledge. This is his Jewish <laughs> boyfriend. Saying. His Jewish boyfriend in college. That's what that is. Oh but at the God. time, and it kind of makes sense that he would still either he was lying through his teeth or he really didn't didn't think that his time with another man would count. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, yeah it count. I think he when he says it, he, he thinks he's telling the truth. He just doesn't know what a big liar is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, virginity itself is a social construct, yeah, right? It's so, yeah, of course. And, and and definitely at that time, it would have been defined as like you know penis in vagina sex mm-hmm. of course, like yeah. that's so yep. you know of course even with his experiences with pierre he's still going to consider himself a virgin mm-hmm. yeah we just lost 20 uh listeners by <laughs> I don't care. virginity is a social construct <laughs> and penis in vagina <laughs> We're back to the five people we thought we're gonna. Live. I feel safe. I feel safe again. That's what I'm gonna say. If you don't want to. You don't want to hear it. Then you don't want to be here. That's all. That's all exactly. If, if you're this far into this, you know what you're getting into. <laughs> Beth and I do not hide who we are as people in this fandom. Okay, this might be a good segue into. One of the best, very um, underrated, um, not used enough characters of season one, Mister. Oh no, Lieutenant! I, I just figured that out last night. Lieutenant Jeremy. Lieutenant Foster. Jeremy Foster. Oh, love him. Oh. Love him. He's kind of a cutie. He's he yes, is. correct. He's so. I feel like he's even like a bit of a jog tease. Like it's a bit of a yeah. sweet red coat gentleman. I mean, you know, pretty um, maybe basic things, but I just, I mean, I then I seen the actor now in something else too, where he played a romantic lead, and I was like, I'm in love, and uh, the accent is oh, incredible. Yeah. Easy I think on I the saw eyes. Him in something yeah, it was a, he was too. He was on uh, well, the thing that I saw was um, Dolly, that Dolly Parton thing where they turned all oh. their songs into Netflix episodes. <laughs> he was he was so cute. He was so good. This is but, where I admit I don't watch TV. And yeah, there we go. Sorry, my knowledge. <laughs> okay. um, I'm here go to on without uh, me. I'm here to get Beth's jokes about TV and and movies. Um, I'm glad somebody gives. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I live under a rock. Yeah, but he's a, Pan he has is, Pan has IMDb open when she's talking. Together, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do actually. She won't find Jeremy Barry on there. It's so sad. Um, but he but yeah I'm like so fascinated by this idea that he um, takes it upon himself to uh, walk into this group of rowdy Highlanders who I would assume he knows that Dougal is somehow in charge of the clan that he's collecting like he must know if he's like hanging out there that this is going on he goes in there and um, makes sure that Claire's uh, do okay, and that he's willing to obviously sacrifice um, his safety to um, make sure that she's uh, safe. Um, and and Jamie just sits, stands there, and lets him. I just think it's so wild. And um, <laughs> it's interesting. And then even, I just like like when does that ever happen again? Like it never happens. And um, 
Uh, it does, though. He's so good-looking. Maybe Jamie's like, oh my god, it's another super good-looking young dude. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, like, I just love it because I think he, like, he just, his, uh, that moment is so, um, stands out so much uh, in yeah. the episode. And so it's so much fun to see him pop up. Not only at but the end of this episode, but then the Garrison Commander, and then even in season two, it's like, yeah, so much fun. Yeah, and he and he comes back at this episode yes. oh. in uniform with looking hot. Yeah, and Jamie he, we, he, makes himself scarce. Uh-huh. He's intimidated. I think he wants to do Jeremy Foster. He's jealous. I, he's like, yeah. Look at you worry about my safety. I will shoot that. <laughs> that's what my I'm honor. I might be projecting, but that's what I'm going with. I don't care if you're projecting or not. I can. I can definitely. We can. We can board this ship and just <laughs> Claire's bugging me. Yeah. Yeah. I like this guy with the with the cap. <laughs> I like this one. They've had four seconds of screen time. Yeah. Today, but let's do it. <laughs> yes. If you're not thinking that when you're watching it, you're wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, we've done wilder things already. So yeah, I, I wonder if this this is kind of like his, like Jamie's. I don't want to call it like. What would I, how am I trying to word this? It's like Jamie's first realization that he has a type. Yeah. yeah, yes. Apparently it's Absolutely. British people. Well, and it's not just British people, but I yeah. mean, there are a lot of parallels, I think, between Jeremy Foster and John from uh-huh. the little bit that we can glean of Jeremy Foster. You know, they're both um, soft-spoken. Uh-huh. Um, they're both very honorable. Uh-huh. They're both willing to sacrifice their safety to help um, a woman. Um, so Young I, and brave. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's got that loyal to their piece. cause, and he's got principles, and they maybe don't line up necessarily with Jamie's exactly, but he's yeah, similar to them. Similar to how he kind of feels about John, where it's like he knows that they have different, um, yeah, like different loyalties, but that but he respects that the the conviction with which he with which John you know uh, carries them out or whatever, and then Jeremy Foster like stands up. I mean, you know, Angus, friggin' High Badger, but also Dougal, who was like a scary dude. Like, and Jeremy Foster's he's huge. Right? Like, like he's a huge dude. Like, um, I would probably say like Jamie as well. And Dougal's not small, but like he, I feel like it is interesting because he's a young um, red coat who yeah stands mm-hmm. up to scary freaking Dougal. Just because he thinks think... it's the right thing to do. Yeah, and it's funny. I never really thought of. Um... I always thought that Jeremy should be used more in fic as a love interest for John. Um, But I, you know, I never thought about Jamie either, but I do, I did actually use Jeremy once in a modern AU as uh, John's love interest. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I forgot until this episode that he was a character and Mm. I need to fix that. Yeah, he's a highlight from season one for sure. He for for how little airtime he has, he takes up so much Much, space in my head, rent free. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I agree completely. Well, and then I love too in season two when he comes back. Um, with no, maybe uh, we won't get into it much. Obviously, it's season two, but like that's it's so great. Like it's such a great um, thing that that like once again it's like seems like he keeps coming back and making this huge impact on um even on just like side. Um, plots and things like that. It's so fun. I needed, you know what? I needed a side character for <gasps> a fic I'm writing, and I think I just found one. Oh my god! Yeah, 
There we go. Okay. Um, can we Adjure. talk a little bit about Jamie punching the tree? Please. Um, of course. Because every <laughs> every single time I I read or see Jamie punching that tree, I think about or or I should say every single time somebody um disparages William for being like a petulant teenager. I always think of Jamie punching the tree <laughs> because okay. that is such I mean he's 23 but that is such a like petulant teenager thing to do. Oh, and I'm always like so whenever people are like oh William ugh, he's so immature he's got such a temper he's good Have y'all met his dad? Have y'all met his dad? Either of them either father. Mini Jamie Fraser oh, like he he just be, so Jamie's 23 when we meet him. And when we meet William as an adult, he's like seven, six, 16, 17, something like that. Just a little um, commission, yeah. So he's obviously going to be a little more mature, immature than Jamie was when we first met Jamie. Mm-hmm. But you, when you go back and like if you read Virgins or if you just like think about what Jamie acted like like he, even when he yeah, was at the that, core of his personality and stuff yeah that he's quite even, and yeah and even when he gives us that glimpse of himself where when um he's talking to leary about oh a young berkey of 16 wouldn't remember oh a yeah that was so terrible. right like <laughs> yeah. i i i will never ever ever understand the disconnect mm-hmm. people have with with like having such revulsion towards William and never seeing that he's just like Jamie. Yeah, who is King of Men, greatest period love interest. Like, come on. He's probably even better behaved than Jamie. Well, that's the thing. He's definitely better behaved than Jamie because he's raised by John. Yeah. There's no doubt that he is. I I just, I want to punch people. (laughs) I'm gonna save. This is the longest podcast of time. The longest half hour that ever existed. I'm not gonna go into my rants about um we the Bonnie Charlie that I could that we mentioned that I had to hold my tongue so hard. We've got I'm not gonna of time, go into Lord. my William rants. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> it's gonna take another hour. Uh, no, I'm, but I'm I want gonna to. hold. That I want to. I'm gonna hold the rest of that you know rant because mm-hmm. there's so much more to come but so i just have to say that because that tree moment is just such a such a moment that i always go back to mm-hmm. when i think about like he's so yeah, he's so capable of that and he has well and it's yeah. interesting to see him in a okay i'm not gonna get into this right either jesus let's bring up all this stuff um <laughs> it's because it's welcome to lord see, john later because <laughs> right? it, it brings up it's we we finally see is this the yeah probably or no i guess with leary like it's one of the only times we see um, Jamie in a private moment <clears throat> um, that he doesn't know he's being watched. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't know that Claire is like listening and things like that. And so it yeah. and it parallels my very great frustration that we never get enough Jamie perspective. Freaking in never, in general, never. And so, how do you know what he's like? How do you know what he feels? Yeah. And how he, what he, like, when he, when he does bad things, when he does good things. That he doesn't act like a teenager every goddamn day of his life. You don't know yeah. because we haven't read it. We haven't seen it on screen. Don't tell me that he's not. Don't tell me that Willie's a. Don't tell me Willie's villain. Don't do it. You're not gonna. You'll regret your life. 
but also don't tell me he's not um, acting very similarly, if not the exact same way that Jamie would. And then, you know, John has his moments too. Don't pretend like... Honestly, honestly, like... He can't be a little bitch. Mm. Willie (laughs) is... He is just like both of his fathers. Mm -hmm. He had... This poor kid had no chance to come out any other way. No. There was no chance. And it makes for good conflict. Like, don't complain. (laughs) Well, and you make such a good point about not getting enough of Jamie's perspective, Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning, because when we finally see Willie Willie is like at least almost an adult when he's on his own, you know, Mm -hmm. we get bombarded with his perspective. Yeah, there's a lot right at the end. Yeah, We get so much Willie, right? Like as soon (laughs) sorry. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm so mature. Um, (laughs) You know. So I'm not, he's so my baby. I tried, I'm trying to, ever since he was cast by that hot actor, I'm trying to reconcile. It's difficult for me. Oh, um, but you know, it, yeah. So, so we don't get a lot of Jamie, especially earlier on when he's mm-hmm. he's a young man. Yeah, it's so in um, contrast to yeah, when Willie when he's Yeah. So of well, course you're really going to see it. more of him, but mm-hmm. we don't really get it from we don't really get Jamie's point of view much later either in the books. I mean, like there are so many. <laughs> There's so many moments when it should. It's so There's obvious that it so should have been him. It That's what makes it his point of view, but it just it wasn't. It was like John's perspective, or in, literally anybody else's, and mm-hmm. it drives me absolutely insane. I you want could, to die his head. <laughs> right. Well, we've <laughs> never gotten um, um, like what happened in Jamaica from Jamie's perspective. Which oh my god. Okay, we can't. We can't. <laughs> Can't. Everything we want to talk about, we cannot. That's another episode. <laughs> I gotta be on. That's, that's like four that's or five like, more episodes. That's my right Jamie there. Awakening. That episode. I'm sorry. I'm such a chaos. Oh, but you're I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> we are writers. We know how is that not? From, how how is that never discussed from Jamie's perspective? And I don't. And like those things when later on Jamie's like, oh, I'm gonna divulge to you, Claire, about what happened during this thing that was confusing between us that we never discussed until 20 years later. Oh my god, don't. That's another thing. But, um, Breathe. but I don't Breathe. trust, I don't trust his jibber jabber fucking charismatic shit. I don't trust it. He is the unreliable narrator. All these fuckers are unreliable narrators. I want to see it happen. I want to see it. It's like a soap opera. If I don't see their dead body, they're not dead. Okay? I want to see it. I don't believe you. And reminds me of ferris bueller yeah just just roll our old bones in here and then we'll give you the day off exactly 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 oh my god okay all right all right okay let's take a moment we gotta get we gotta get back to rent gotta get we gotta get back to rent um and we we haven't talked about um Angus and Harper, I feel like we referenced it kind of a bunch of times, but we didn't talk about yeah. that extensively. Should we do it quick? Or We can. I mean, yeah, I just sure. think there's... Okay, this is my thing. We've talked about how Claire is so in, like, in, uh, her behavior is so teenage. Jamie's got his teenage moments. Uh, she's, like, stepping in on purpose and 
creating the chaos and stuff. But like once again, I'm so glad that I thought of Honey Badger because I was like, what? Like there's nothing more appropriate <laughs> for him. It's just like he's a man; he gets to do what he wants. I'm like trying to think through this now. He's a man; he gets to do what he wants. He gets to act how he wants. Everyone's like, and then Jamie's like, always oh, up. He's a clawed head or whatever. Dismisses it. But he puts, is it a knife? He puts a knife in her face and holds her shoulder. Like, he's a little, okay, this is the thing. Oh, I'm getting into it. Okay. Oh, shit. (laughs) He's a little dude. I don't remember, once again, I have vague memories from book one, but I don't know if he was written as a little dude. But so I wonder if that's like a casting trick or who knows. But if it's like, oh, he's little, he's less threatening. Or if maybe they're trying to type, like, um... Oh, he is threatening because he was little. Like, there's lots of different perspectives that it could have been like even a casting choice. Um, and but but he is he's scary in this episode. Yeah. And then it's so strange. Once again, the flippity floppity of this episode. I can't handle it. He is scary, and then oh, we're supposed to believe he's also so like sweet on her, and oh, he'll beat up a bunch of guys in a tavern who are talking against her, but he'll also hold her shoulder so aggressively that he's shaking with rage. And a knife to her face. And we're just supposed to think that he's, like, a safe dude? So, like, hear me out on this. Like, okay, please. I, I I think, you know, we've we've noticed um, that Rupert and Angus are very unlucky in love. And is there <laughs> any, is there any wonder why? Um, <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, at least Angus, um, I think he does have a... Uh, a kind of like a crush on Claire. Well, yeah, and that's um, later kind of proven. That's the yeah. thing too. That I'm just like, and then the thing happens in season two, and I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that after watching this episode again. Like, ugh. But I think that he's he's got he's got a lot of fucked up issues about women. So mm-hmm. I think that Pick like a male character other than John in this whole universe, it doesn't. Pick no. one. Oh God. <laughs> other than John, I will wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and and you know it's like i don't know who hurt him but mm-hmm. no <laughs> there i was there i'd like to know i'd like to chat with them you know because he's just got all this like really conflicted pent mm-hmm. up whatever and you know i i think that that's some part of the explanation for the flippity floppities for yeah i i agree I just am like, I can't help but be like, I'm not going to be kissing him in season two after. Like, like I just don't know how you forget something. And the, But the thing, and like, and so my point was, and yet we remember them as a part of the Scottish cast and the Scottish um, seasons so fondly. And we miss yeah. these like comedic, yeah, these comedic characters who had a knife shoved in her face. <laughs> like, I, it's just like wild to me that it's so... Um, that I don't know that I guess that they're not held accountable for that in any, in well, any way in like the story way by other characters whatever it is. Well, that's because their redemption arc ends in death. Oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all I was gonna say. It ends yeah, in death. and I, so that's why he dies instead of. Oh, that makes sense. That's why he dies instead of Rupert. Because doesn't mm. Rupert die in the book? I think they both died in the show. They both died. I I don't even really not think at first. Of that. I remember. Oh, I don't yeah, even yeah. really. A few episodes apart. Yeah, yeah. I don't even really think of them as the same character. Like I just to completely separate them from book Rupert and Angus just because yeah. I, I just think they're, they're completely different. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
it is it is striking okay so there was we're talking since we're talking about angus yes he has a crush on claire and you can kind of see it in he brings her food twice in this episode yes oh yeah my gosh he brings her yeah. the the squirrel I, I might be biased. Still. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> he bring, yeah, he brings her. Well, he, he brings, brings her. That's right. You're right. Yeah. And he brings her the stolen chicken. Jamie mm-hmm. brings her a bannock, but that was it. Mm-hmm. But then in the here we go in the tap room where they have the bar fight. He's the first up. Yes. He is the first man. Okay, but is that in because the, the he's a freaking honey badger? And he likes I don't care. Life. I'm just pointing it out. No, no, you're right. No, you are. You are correct. But I'm also just like <laughs> I, I mean, but yeah, but he, he's the first one up. He's not right. the first Jamie was even. Is he really even a honey badger or is it Claire specific? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. See? See? That's fair. See, people yeah. lose their minds around Claire. Because Can't imagine why. What, okay, <laughs> well, here's true. to my point then. So maybe it is, he is held accountable or he would be held, held accountable if he was like that on the reg. And right. maybe it is Claire specific and that's why people are like, okay, calm down that boner. It's all good. <laughs> like, that's not going to get and her. And also... And also because she's just been so fucking annoying. Oh, of course. This whole, the whole trip. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But she's, she's, you know. And I think it is, I can't help but like, just decide, like, just kind of land on, it's both of them. Like, they're both so yeah. severely overreacting mm-hmm. that it just creates absolute chaos. Yeah. Um, so this episode kind of wrapped up. It was shortly after, or did I? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cl- close, I think, after... Um, after that, you know, Claire makes her little joke and then, you know, oh, yeah, everything, little yeah. redemption, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of magically cool. better. <laughs> and, cool. um, guys now. I do want to go back to, the, I, I want to go back to the bar fight though. Yes. Because Marta's line, we were, it was your honor. We were defending, we could insult you, but no one else can. Oh, yeah. I have, and it's just, I can't. Okay. I have, Dishes. I have my. Yes, I do have issues. Thank you. Uh, me too. <laughs> you first. So, no, this is kind of paralleled for me because I can make anything do this. Um, the Scottish prisoner towards oh, yeah. the end when Jamie, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing here, but Jamie tw- tells 12 trees, hey, nobody calls my boyfriend gay but me. <laughs> and then there's, then they exchange duels and they get married and that mm-hmm. we're going to have to save that. We need to do, we need to do a read The whole thing. <laughs> But yeah, so it was it was kind of that. Um, I just wanted to, yeah, I can say yeah. Thing, but you can't. I can I can say this thing about this person I deeply I care can. about, <laughs> but you can't. But like foreshadowing, uh, what is it? Echo or whatever. Of, I can beat my boyfriend up, but uh, you can you can't you can't challenge yeah. me. Which is how I feel about it. Basically, is like, uh, I can abuse you as much as I want, but when other people do it, yeah. Uh, you know, that's what the problem is. And aren't I such a good guy because I don't let other people abuse you? Well, and that's just toxic mas- masculinity. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's such a toxic masculinity trope. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's so, true. Um, you see it. I mean, you see that trope played out in contemporary stuff, too. You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, she's my little sister and I'm going to, you know. I was just thinking about siblings, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm going to tease her and, like, basically, like, I mean, sometimes to the point you see, like, where it's borderline abuse, but then, you know, if anybody else says anything to her, I'll beat her, beat him up, you know? That yeah, it's like the, that protectiveness then makes it okay, and, like, it, 
it forgives things and we could go on and on about that with like with jamie and john <laughs> <laughs> in this particular conversation mm-hmm. but we could we absolutely could did we did we do it do we have it what did we miss anything else oh no it ends on that cliffhanger yes oh yeah great but be, be, before we get to the cliffhanger i just wanted to point out that i just had a little fact that i thought of while i was watching this so ah. um while they're going while they're traveling in this episode, the scenery is absolutely beautiful. The, in fact, the first, very first shot of this episode where Claire is, um, uh, the with the John um, John Dunn poem and it, where she's looking out over the mountains, it's, it's oh, beautiful. But I remembered when I was watching it, um, a little fact of the day. So the Scottish mountains, for those who don't know are actually part of the Appalachian Mountains. And it's the same mountain range. Yes, the cent- which was the central Pangean Mountains um, before uh, we split apart. Hmm. So just a little fact. Just had to throw that in there. <laughs> Got to educate people at least a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool because the Appalachian Mountains, they get a lot of crap because they're so small, but they're older than bones. Ooh. Just Google, just Google it. Yeah, love it. But that does bring us. Okay, so that brings us back. Brings us back to Lieutenant Jeremy Foster, who we could wax poetic on for a while, for apparently a and, very long time. But we probably, probably shouldn't. Come up, no, shouldn't, and definitely shouldn't come up with um, a uh, 50k fic of uh, his love story with John. I don't. <laughs> huh. I mean, we could. Um, but yeah, for this. So this episode ends on kind of a cliffhanger where he has asked, Lieutenant Foster has asked Claire if she's all right, if she's here under her own free will, and she doesn't answer, which is kind of an answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have to wait till episode six, Garrison Commander, to see what, what she happens. says to him. So that's, and I think, yeah, it's the first cliffhanger that we see that's kind of like, um, Gas, like a gasp inducing, I might say. Yeah. yeah. Which I think the next episode has a similar one. Yeah. Season yeah. one had some really good, good cliffhangers, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? For sure. And they're very, they're very like, like soapy and dramatic in season one. Like, uh, I, I really, I really I wish they'd bring it back a little bit. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, I think that was, this is fun. Okay. This is a great <laughs> point. Half hour or two. What I think is fun about right before Jeremy, hottie Jeremy, Jeremy uh, Foster shows up is that she says to Dougal that insane thing that we mentioned of, I'm trying to save your life. I'm trying uh, to not to get you killed. And he's like, what the, just the look on his face, on Grand right. face is like, <laughs> like what? Lady, like, read, read, ins- read the room. <laughs> read the room. Read. The room. Like, what are you? I'm accusing you of this, that, and this, or whatever. He, he, I can't remember what it is, but he like has this dastardly or has this like very intense uh, confrontation with her, and she's just like yeah. says the most insane thing to him, which is great. And then Jeremy Foster turns it into a great cliffhanger. So we got to make it. sure we do our fic rack. Yes. So Ness, as the guest host, you got to pick the fic for this week. Very exciting. Um, and because um, I came into this um, guest spot uh, thinking about um, 
Dougal and all my thoughts about um, uh, thought about his character and things, and um, and I have um, loved him since or I've been been like so intrigued. Um, I thought he was such a like a well written character, um, and missed him definitely in later seasons. Um, since the beginning, um, a fic actually that which is common um, with Outlander is um, a fic made me really. <clears throat> Uh, just kind of brought all those themes that I was so intrigued by and loved so much for him um, back in my face and was told in um, a modern AU um, where, yeah, his, his just personality, I guess, is just delved into in such an intense, uh, intense way that he's really just used to the best of his, to the best of his uh, character and the best of his ability in a fic, which is, does not happen often. I've looked, I've gone through, I went through the entire 12 pages of the Dougal tag <laughs> where he, I have a few that I have to read, a few that I'm that uh, uh, where he's barely mentioned. It's not worth it. He's not used enough. He's not used enough. I'm gonna say it now. I'm gonna write my own eventually. There will be more. But one of the first prominent Dougal fix is by our own pan, Miss Miss <laughs> Mistress Pandora. Um, uh, called Death of This Kingdom, which is a um mob uh, AU set in Chicago. It's incredible it's one of my favorite fics of all time i felt very lucky to be there when we when she came up with the idea and was talking about it and we would yeah talk about it as she was writing it and i uh, saw the reaction to it and i probably was the only one in the comments going oh my <laughs> god i love dougal he's so incredible and I Actually, just you are. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. Well, well, friends of ours were like, "Oh my god!" Like we're just like, like I hating on him like for his behavior and being like, "Oh my god, he's so terrible!" I can't believe he did that to Jamie. Um, and I was just losing my mind with how he was, how he was used, and how he was, um, explored as a character. And just um, all his nuances were brought to the surface and stuff. I yeah, I was just losing my mind about. How I just respected his uh, hustle, really. That's what it is. <laughs> so read it. Read Death of His Kingdom. If you happen to play a hate hey, game. Oh my maybe. god, he's a great example of that. That's exactly what it is. That's maybe it's my type. I have issues. I'm gonna talk about his therapy. So if you if you happen to check that out, read the tags, see the tags. It's very oh, yes, bloody. Yes. There's a very high body count. It's high graphic. Um, but do check out Ness's comments. Um, <laughs> please do. I hope you enjoy yourself. So funny. I spend too much time on them. Uh, so yeah, we'll make sure that was that'll be linked in um, in social media posts, so that you can go check that out if you feel so inclined. Highly recommend. All right. So this was this was fun, guys. We so did fun. it. This, this was fun. And oh. I'm sorry. I, I know we keep saying one more point, but um, I always tell people this, um, you know, I was saying, I think in the the first part of our 105 discussion last, last episode that, um, you know, this is, this is the first time where we really start to see some of these characters and, mm -hmm. and you know, get into them and stuff. And, stuff yeah. and and when people tell me that they dropped Outlander at, at like episode two, I'm like, you have to get to episode five. Um, I remember um, I had watched Outlander by myself and then my husband rewatched, he watched it. I was doing a rewatch. He watched it with me. And on episode five, um, 
like right around Claire's, you know, realization, my husband turned to me and was like, oh my God, they're the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't really, I mean, yeah, we didn't even talk right. about that. Yeah. It's a big reveal, really, because you, yeah, because it's so, it's so, like, it's, um, it's one of the, uh, I guess you could say, it, it depends on, depending on opinion, if it's, um, depending on your opinion, if it's a good thing or a bad thing to be totally from uh, seeing everything from Claire's perspective. So you do, or you're yeah. with her in the sense where, unless you know better or see in later seasons, then yeah. you're like, oh yeah, they're uh, judging the hell out of these dudes until you find out that the, their cause, find out about yeah. their cause. Yeah. All right. I promise no more points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you everyone for tuning in again. Thank you so uh, much for having me. Thank you so uh, thank much. You for being I'm on. so glad that you were here for this. This was the so most fun. fun ever. You really, really brought just so many great, so much great perspective. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. Thank awesome. you so much, Ness. Well, I thank can't you. wait to do it again in the yeah. future sometime. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say we Absolutely. do have other guests planned. We mm-hmm. do have Ness Ness planned to be on again. So um we really, you know, it's really nice after listening to ourselves each other talk for <laughs> four episodes to <laughs> bring another, you know, perspective in. And uh it's really nice. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course. Thanks, Ness. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and we will talk to you next Friday. Bye. This podcast is not affiliated with Outlander, Sony, Stars, and definitely 100% not with Diana Gabaldon. All opinions expressed are our own, and we may not even believe them ourselves. In fact, nothing in this podcast should be taken seriously as a general rule. We may not even be real people. Does this podcast even exist? This podcast is not suitable for children, immature adults, homophobes, anyone who takes fandom too seriously, people who don't understand that the characters aren't real, people with sticks up their ass, people who hate fun, and people who have no sense of humor. Do not try any of these hot takes at home. We are professionals. The FDA has not approved this podcast for human consumption. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, the urge to send us anonymous homophobic hate, ringing in your ears, and constipation. If you experience any of these side effects, ask your doctor if dying mad about it is right for you. If you know us in real life, no, you don't.